We're going to start Paraktes. Um, I'm not sure what page it's on in a classic Tanya. It's chapter 9. I think it's on page 27. And as you will come to see, this is really where the Baltanya launches his Chabad movement. Um, it's almost humorous as to how um, direct he is in pushing his agenda. So let's see it inside. Perictus. We just finished the whole uh, several prokim dealing with Klipas Neiga, which is the um, of the four shells. The Klipas Neiga is the Pariv shell, that which has the capacity to be elevated. Um, it can sometimes join Kedusha, and at other times um, it joins. Uh, unfortunately, it joins the other three Klippus Timaeus, and the distinction that the Baltanya made was that even if it joined the three Klippus Timaeus, it has the capacity to be redeemed. Either when one serves HaKadosh um, Baruch with that energy, or other methods of tshuva and so on, but it clearly has the ability to be uplifted and elevated. Now, we're going back to the two souls that he started with earlier. The fact that every person has two souls, a Nevesha Bahami, an animalistic soul, a physical drive, and a spiritual drive. The dwelling place, the seat, if you will. Where does the Nevesha Bahami exist? Where is its home in the Jew? And again, the Nefesh Bahami is not evil. He makes a very clear point to tell us here that, and, and this is a pretty clear departure from many of the, the philosophies that have been promoted in, in Klai Yisrael. The Nefesh Bahami is not evil. It's pariv. It's a drive. It's a, a powerful drive that lusts and desires. But he makes it very clear that it's Miklipas Noiga, meaning it could be elevated. Even the animalistic soul has the ability to be transformed. And that's really what we're going to discuss here. Is the makam of the nefesh habahamis b'chol ish Yisrael in every Jew who believe. It is, it dwells in the heart, which is the seat of all emotion. B'chalal smoli. Again, not physically, but spiritually speaking, it dwells in the left chamber. Notice that that's where we always clap al-chait and slach lonu. Shehum dam. The left chamber, in many different swarm, is written that it is the place which is full of blood. Unlike the right chamber, that processes blood. There's a revias dam in the left chamber which is a very animalistic dam. Uksiv, and the Pazik says, Ki adam that dam, blood, is desire. Blood is the soul. Ulechem, for this reason, because the left chamber is full of blood, kolatayvis, all desire, v'ispa'arus, and all forms of pride, v'kas, and anger, v'daymeim, and similar emotions. Again, these are non-flat, unflattering emotions. And believe, they dwell, their seat is in the heart. There's, these are emotional reactions. However, even though they begin, and here is, we're going to draw a huge distinction between 
the animalistic forces and the spiritual or godly forces. Meaning, desire, pride, and anger, which are negatives, he tells us here in chapter 9, Hain believe they begin in the emotional realm. They start in the heart. And from the emotions, from the lev, they spread to the entire body. They also go from the emotions to the mind, the mind which dwells in the head, to ponder, and to give them further processing, and how to be conniving and wise in these desires, in the anger, in the pride. But they stem from the Nefesh of Bahami, and they are processed by the brain. Just like, and he's giving us a reason why Chazal continuously compare the emotions to the, the blood, because just like the blood stems from the heart, and from the heart, it spreads to all the limbs, and it also goes up to the brain which is in the head. We're about ten lines in now in chapter nine. Ah, in contrast to the animal soul that dwells, it starts in the emotions and then goes to the brain. Notice here, keep in mind in the back of your in the back of your mind, the shita of Chabad, which is that all uh, processes should start in the brain. The dwelling place, the seat of the godly soul, it begins in the mind, in the intellect. That's where it dwells. Godly thoughts don't begin in the emotions. Godly thoughts start in the mind. And from there it spreads to all the limbs. Vigam belev. And then notice he says here, belev and not lilev. Before, when he was talking about the emotions that go from the heart to the mind, he said that they spread to the mind. Here, he makes a very important distinction. And that is that the dwelling place of the Nefesh Aliki is in two places. It's in the mind, and it is also vigam belev yamini. The godly soul not only dwells in the mind, but it also dwells in the heart, in the right chamber, she'en b'dam, in that chamber that does not have blood of its own. Like the Pasuk says, lev chacham li'aminai, the heart of the wise is to the right. Where does this express itself in the godly fashion? In extreme, intense love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kiddush Beishal Heves, Misla Heves, like a burning, flaming fire. Maskilim, Hamevinim, Umizbainanim, he uses here all three terms of Chachma Binavadas. They grasp it, they understand it, they process it, Bidaita Bashabamoycham, with the brain which is in their head, with such things that arouse love. So, that, like the Rambam says, that a person should go out into nature 
and and see the magnificence of nature and then take that and turn that into love and so on anything else which will begin in the in the mind that will start in the intellect and flow from there to that which will kindle the emotional love simchas levav. Similarly, a person can experience a tremendous, intense joy. Bitiferes Hashem. Remember, before he spoke about kas and and hisparus. Before it was a pride, which was an ugly pride. Now he says a person can experience a joy, bitiferes Hashem, in the splendor of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Not his own pride, but in the splendor of Hashem. Like a wise person who using his mind and his intellect will gaze at the preciousness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and will recognize the splendor of his greatness in a limitless, infinite way, as he explains later on in Tanya, how, excuse me, how a person can kindle that love. And so too, must we understand, he makes it explicitly clear, that any other emotion which is Kadesh, any other emotion which is holy, Hein Mechabad they all begin in the intellect. They all start as an intellectual exercise. And therefore, the Baltanya launched a, uh, a form of thought, a form of chesidus, which is totally and completely based in understanding the intellectual structure, the Kabbalistic structure of creation, of how Kaddish Baruch operates the world, because he is absolutely convinced <coughs> that even though the goal is Ahavas Hashem and Yeres Hashem and so on, but you can't get there without starting it off, in the, without launching it in the intellect. <coughs> Excuse me. Ah, here's the problem. He makes Siv. Posik says, by Yankivin Esav, Ula'im Ula'im Yamatz, that when one rises, the other one falls. Kiaguv Nikri Yirkatana, the body is called a small city. Just like two kings go to war over one city, what are they warring about? Each king wants to capture the city and to be king over the city. That means, what does it mean to be king? That means, the king wants to operate. All of those who dwell in the city, according to his agenda, that they will pay attention to everything he says, with everything he decrees upon them. Both the godly soul, and the life-giving soul, the animal soul. Notice he changes terms. The now he introduces that the animal soul is also called in other svarim nefesh hachiyunis, the life-giving soul. Shemeaklipa, and as we said earlier, that nefesh abahami comes from the klipa. Nilchal ma'izuim zu, they both do battle with one another. Alaguf over the body, v'yachol evorav and all of its limbs. And now he tells us what the two agendas are. 
Shoelikis, the godly soul, her desire, her will, the godly soul is, that she alone will be the ruler, an operator, and all the limbs will veer, will only listen to her word. What's more, not only will they pay attention, but the godly soul will not rest until all of the limbs are totally nullified to it. And even more so, third level. First one was, pay attention to me. Second one is, be nullified, meaning, get rid of, like the Mishnah says in Pirkei, get rid of your agenda before my agenda. But the ultimate is to reach that which the others reached, which is, to become literally a chariot to it. So that all of the limbs will become, as he introduced to us earlier, the Gimel Levushin, right? So that the body will become a garment to its ten components, and its three garments, meaning thought, speech, and deed, that all of the person's limbs, all of the limbs should be clothed in this godly soul, and that the body should be entirely suffused only with the agenda of the godly soul, that is to say that no stranger, not a thought, not a speech, not an action, which is of the other camp, should enter into his city. Dahainu, that is to say, the three components of the intellect, should be totally suffused with Chachma, Bina, and Das of the godly soul. Let's define that. Interesting, you would think that he would say that the person's mind should be totally occupied in Chachma Satayra, Baba Metziah, Baba Basra, and so on. He doesn't say that. What does it mean for the God, for the Meichen Shabirash, for the intellect, to be filled with Chachma Binandas of the godly soul? She Chachmas Hashem, the wisdom of Hashem, that's Torah, Ubinosoi, and his bina, that's the next level, the understanding, the extrapolation. To contemplate the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which has no limits and no ends. And as a result, so that was Chachma, then we had bina, right? The person applies the intellectual components. But the goal is das. What's das? das to give birth through the third intellectual component called das to give birth to hayira b'meichay fear in one's mind upachad Hashem and the trembling of Hashem in the heart emotional fear. Hashem and love of Hashem like a burning flame in his heart, like a burning inferno, 
so that the soul will pine and thirst, with an extreme desire, to cleave to Hashem, with everything it's got, from the depth of the heart, from the other dwelling place of the godly soul. So again, it's going to start in the mind, it then goes down to the right chamber of the heart, which he said earlier, she'en by dam, that doesn't have the dam, so that the mind ignites the heart in love and in fear. So that it should be so full of love of Hashem. Full and overflowing. To what end? gam hasmoli until it overflows even into the left chamber, to take over the dark side, which is Yisoid Hamayim Haroim Shabbat. That is to say, that the right chamber of the heart has the capacity and the ability not only to squelch the other agenda, but to take it over, that's the first step, is to control it. And then the, the, the ishapcha will soon see, the second level is to transform it, which he says now, to overcome the sitra achra, that is, again, that pariv, lust and desire, that is from klipas noiga, to change it, and to transform it, from the pleasures of this world, to the love of Hashem, like the Pasuk says, this is, he, now he's translating a Mishnah, he says, this is Pshat in the Mishnah, what did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says, the Pasuk says, that you could love Hashem with both your Yetzir Toiv and your Yetzir Haram. So all the Mepharshim ask, how is it possible to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with one's Yetzir Haram? Says the Baltanya here, this is exactly how it starts in the mind, and from the mind it travels down to the right chamber of the heart. The right chamber of the heart is a dwelling place of the godly soul, so it's at home there. From there, it has the capacity of transforming what seems to be evil in the left chamber of the heart, which he's saying here is really not evil itself, even though we call it the Yetzirah, but it's not evil, meaning it's not inherently evil, because it is transform. It is we have the ability to transform it. So he says that's the meaning of the Mishnah of Bishneitzra. It is possible for a person to uplift himself and to come and to reach. To such a level of intense love, and endearment, to such a level of intense love, like a burning fire. So now he's introducing that which is called in Shirashirim the love in pleasure. What does that mean? And again, he goes back, he keeps on going back to his Chabad Shita. Lihis Anigal Hashem, Ahav Bitanugim, 
is not, he says, is not an emotional love. It's, a, it's an intellectual love. To take pleasure in Hashem, which is similar to the pleasure of the world to come. So he says, like, almost in a, in a humorous way, now let's talk about pleasure in the world to come. When the Svar when the talk about the uh, basking in the Shechina and all those kinds of things, that's not emotional. He says, that pleasure is intellectual. It is Chachma, Viseichel. Those are intellectual wisdom. Hashem. That is a person who takes pleasure in grasping godly ideas, viyadiyosoi, and understanding godliness. Kifi hasaga Each person, according to their own intellectual capacity, when we get an idea, when we're able to wrap our minds around something godly, that's ahava bitanugim, and that's the kind of love that'll give birth and come forth with the kind of love that will spill over into the heart, and from there will take over the um, pariv lust seat of the left chamber of the heart. So he totally here pushes his agenda, and clearly bringing Raius here, there's none of this is, is his own creation, this is clearly the way he understood the teachings of the Magid and uh, those before him, from the Shlach, Kodesh, the Maral, and so on, that the process must under, must begin with a solid understanding of Haskolas Hashem V'yidiyosei. An understanding of grasping godliness, grasping the structure of creation, of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu operates. And from there, when one becomes impressed and it makes an impact on a person, then that will lead to an, an, an intellectual love, which in turn will lead to an emotional love. So, it's a very, very fascinating shita, and he sells it in a, an extremely convincing method, that this is, this is the mahaluch. V'hu b'chinas, last line on the page here on, on 25. V'hu, I'm sorry, it's on page 27 in the traditional Tanya's. This is language that he's taking from the Arizal. This is called water. Now, if you remember, he spoke about in, I think it was chapter 2 or chapter 3, when he, he mentioned that just like in the, the world there are four elements, so the intellect was, uh, the, the, he brought from Rebchaim Vital, the intellect was water. And this is the um, element of water that's in the godly soul. That has the ability. This water component. So again, he's, if, if you view the intellectual material as being the water which exists in the mind, so that water of Kedusha has the ability to transform Litoyev, we just turned the page, as Bechinas Hamayim Shabbat This has the capacity, because you always battle one thing against the other, but they have to, you have to battle the, the correct things together. As a result, if you want to battle the source 
of Taiva, which we discussed earlier in the Sefer, was the um, Mayim, the water source of the Nefesh Bahami, the seat of all desire. So you got to do it with the Mayim of Kedusha. And he's saying here that that is the Seichel, the, the intellect of godliness, that has the ability to transform the water, the desire of the, the animal soul. The water is the source for the pursuit of pleasure in this world. As the Arizal writes in Eitzchayim, B'Shem Now, and he, he um, going back to Vavad so he quotes here in the name of the Zayar, Shehara Nehepach Lies Toiv Gomer. We gotta understand that as much as a person will or may pursue evil, they cannot ever transform the godly soul to the agenda of the animal soul. However, the converse is not only possible, the converse is what we're called upon to do. And he says here, Sheharan Hepach, the desire says that evil is transformed, Lias Toiv Gomor, to become total goodness, Kemoy Yetzet Toiv Mamish, it has the capacity to become good, as good as the good inclination is itself. How does one do that? By taking off the filthy clothes from the Yetzirah, meaning that the Yetzirah itself is a power source. It is a drive. Shem they are the pleasures of this world. Those are the begotten matzayim that you want to take off. So if you have sheer force of energy, which is the Yetzirah, and all you need to do is change the direction of where it's headed, take off its agenda, which is headed towards physical things, and realign it towards Kedusha. As he just explained earlier, how one does that. It's not only true of Tanugi it's not only true of desire and pleasure of this world. It's true of all the Midas that are just offshoots of love and fear. All of them, they were all can be transformed to be exclusively for the sake of Hashem. And as a result of this, every power of speech and every thought in one's mind can be filled and suffused as a result of this they can all be suffused with the um, applications of thought and speech of the godly soul itself that is thoughts about Hashem and His Torah that that should be what a person talks about all day. Every form of voluntary speech can be about something godly. And in that direction. Similarly, the same would apply to one's actions. 
in all of his other limbs, Yebem Maisa Mitzvah Levad, should be only actions of mitzvah, Shul Levush HaShlish, he shall never surely kiss. So, he presented here, not only the capacity, but the desire of the godly soul, what would life look like if the godly soul was owning and operating one's body? It would not, it would, meaning it would cease to be a war because he's saying here that the capacity exists that a person has the ability to turn over all of the raw energy that the Yitzhahara has, and a person can transform all that raw energy to godliness. Several years ago, on Cholomoyed uh, Pesach, they arranged in Milwaukee a Cholomoyed, uh, the band was playing music. So I wasn't in the mood of going, and my brother-in-law, who's been working with Bachrim for uh, 30-something years, my, uh, my Robertson's brother in Etsy's role, um, encouraged this gathering. So he said that if you can have Bachrim um, displaying and expressing their energy in a positive Jewish way, go for it. If there's something, some healthy method of expression... That's the way to go. Now, the Baltani here is talking a much more fundamental, deeply seated method of transformation. The way he describes this elsewhere, just to give us some imagery, is really through the advertising industry. And that is that the way the advertising industry works is that it captures one's attention to desire things that we never knew existed. And as a result, we want the things that are being advertised. The nefesh habahami, as he calls it, the nefesh hachiyuni, is raw energy. Depending on what we feed it, what we surround ourselves with, that's what it's going to want. And that's why the, the whole issue of sviva becomes so critical. I shared with the, the Chevra Milwaukee several weeks ago, B'Shem the Apterov. The Ayav Yisrael says that Hashem commanded Moshe to throw the Nochash down, to throw his staff down, the Mata Likim, and put it down, and throw it down in front of Parabayi Lenochash. And the Apterov says that the Rabbi Nishlam was telling Moshe Rabbeinu that before you judge a Jew, you need to know what that person's sviva is. You could take a mata likim, you could take the staff, the staff of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the ineffable name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu engraved into it. And if you put it down in front of a paray, it's going to become a, a snake, it's going to become a poisonous, uh, evil incarnate. Put it into the hand of Moshe Rabbeinu, and it becomes the mata likim. The uh, Baltania is presenting here in, in Peric Tess how it is that we take our bodies, which, as he explained here, carry in it a nefesh aliki and a nefesh abahami, and if we bombard our minds with the kinds of things that are Kodesh, and we can occupy our minds with holy things, then we have the ability not just to think holy things, but to actually transform 
the seat of, of all of the emotions, not just desire, but all the emotions, and transform them to godliness. Now he gives the uh, Nefesh HaChiyunis, the Nefesh is also two lines about what its agenda is as king. Last two lines of the chapter here. Ach, Nefesh HaBahamish klipa, but the animal soul which stems from the klipa, Ritzayinu Lehepech Mamish, its desire is the exact opposite. The Nevesh Bahamis, its desire is to do the opposite. However, the Baltanya calls our attention to the fact that the desire of even the Nevesh Bahamis is that we should fight it and be victorious over it, as is the mashal of the Zayna in the Zayra Kodesh. So, I want to um, share with you a Avedis Yisrael. The Avedis Yisrael was authored by the Kajnitz of Magid, of Yisrael, the Magid of Kajnitz, a uh, contemporary of the um, Balatanya. Kajnitz of Magid says, that it says by Yankov Avinu that when he battled with the angel, with Esau's angel, so it says that the angel wanted to go, um, it, it, he was like in a rush to leave. And Yankov Avinu tries getting a bracha from him, and the angel said he had to go. Rashi says, where did the angel want to go? The angel wanted to go sing Shira. The angel wanted to go sing Tarkadosh Baruch so all the Mavashim ask, what happened all of a sudden here, that now, all of a sudden, now he had to go sing Shira? So the Kajan Tzimagid quotes this Zoyer that the um, Baltanya is quoting here. And that is that the king wanted to test his son to uh, make sure that he was worthy of the kingdom. And the way he tested him was to hire a prostitute to tempt him. And if the prince were to be victorious and not be tempted by her, then he was worthy of the malucha. Says the Zayr. Now, this woman is an Evid Nemon, is a trusted agent of the king. What is her desire? So the Zayr Kodesh says that inasmuch as she needs to do the best job she possibly can because of the decree of the king, the desire of this woman, who is a faithful, loving Evid of the king, in essence really wants the prince not to listen to her. Says the Zaya that that's how, how we need to understand the Yetzahara, that the Yetzahara is created by Kaddish Baruch Hu to tempt us, but that in essence the Yetzahara wants us to be victorious. See, he says that the angel, when he battled with Yankov Avinu, and Yankov Avinu beat him, said, I have all these years that I've been tempting people, that I've been struggling with people, no one has ever been victorious over me, so that I could go back to the king and sing the song of saying, Adonia Melech, my master, the king, I've done that which you've requested of me, I did the best job I possibly can, and nonetheless, there's a Yankov Avinu down there who was able to beat me. And there's no greater shira 
There's no greater song that the Yitzhahara the can sing, Takadish Baruch Hu, more than the fact that he wants that a Jew should be victorious and beat him down. So that's how the Kosher Market utilizes this this Zoya to understand that that incident with Yankov Avinu. He gives Mani Lemashiri, he says, that by time has come to sing the song of a Jew being victorious over the Yitzhahara. So the um, Baltanya concludes Perik Tess by saying that even though the Nefesh Bahami wants us to listen and, and to, to do all of her agendas, ultimately it is L'tayva Sa'adam. It's for the well-being of the person that the person themselves should uh, have victory over it, as is this marshal that the Kajat Zemagid quotes from the Zayra Kaddish.